Hi, I'm Justin Ando. I've just released a new album called Currently Elsewhere on all platforms, maybe including the one you're listening on right now. So what I'm going to do in this one pretty much is just take a look at the production and the lyrics of each track, uh, talk about the stories behind it and what helped me build the tracks in general, like um, just itself, uh, where I get the ideas from and everything. Now, before we go any further into this series, I want to suggest if you haven't already, listen to the album and then come back so you have a good understanding of what this album is all about, what it sounds like, and you already have an idea of what it means to you on a personal level. Uh, for this episode alone, I'll just be talking about the album in a general sense and how this came to be overall. So consider this as episode episode, episode zero, if you will. Yeah. Um... I just started, I kind of started writing serious music around then, like, um, end of 2016, beginning of 2017. I started my love for music around 2015. Um, I was listening to a, a lot of Michael Jackson, Jackson 5, Stevie Wonder, um, a lot of Motown artists and a lot of, like, uh, Queen, ABBA, things like that. Um, uh, back then I was listening to all of these different pop, I guess, pop soul R&B type of bands and artists at the time of around the 60s and 70s and um for some reason that um that genre itself brought me to what made me like music perhaps it had to do with the songwriting on its own probably the the lyrical formula they probably used back then and the production just seemed more raw and everyone um at the time when I was in primary school everyone had this opposition against my type of mu music every time i tried to say hey i like i like these guys i like um this person right here they make good music they make music about uh say the world you know making it a better place or loving one another uh good messages and all that stuff they'd always saw that as a bad thing and that made me kind of love it more because it made me realize that I am, I like, I like unique things, you know, I like, I like things that were different, you know, uh, but that also caused me a lot of trouble. So I kind of set my, myself like my own path. People were going in this one path and I was going to a completely different one. Um, so yeah, that has a lot of influence in some of my tracks here. So if we skip forward, I started using my knowledge with that and a little bit of synthwave I was listening to that time. I already had a good sense of, I guess, chords, uh, basic music theory, because I did some uh, piano lessons at the time. So I, I knew some stuff and I, I tried to make some easy music, uh, starting with simple, nice little synthwave, retrowave kind of like uh, poppy tracks, I guess. Instrumental stuff, of course. Um, you can you can you can actually hear that stuff. Uh, Directions is the first one that made me realize that hey, I can actually do something with this. So there was that, and yeah. Uh, continuing on to that, I tried to go on a search in around 2017 of artists that were also inspired by Stevie Wonder and um, all these people, Queen and. Uh, Beatles and all that stuff. And one of them really caught my ears. Two of them actually, Rex Orange County and Childish Gambino. I'm still really huge uh, avid listeners of them right now. And 
I realized that their songs were really, really good. And I, I didn't know, I really wanted to do something because at the time I was also really invested with multimedia and making videos and stuff like that. And I didn't really know what to do. So an, an idea just crossed my mind, which was to make a music video for a Rex Orange County thing. So I did, and I just made a video of me lip syncing to it. And that became my first um, YouTube video as a, like a, just a person on my own. Because before that, I was with a little group called One and a Half Oreos, which uh, wasn't the funnest, if I got to be honest with you. I'm, um, just so you know, I'm going to be very honest with, with things in this. So uh, yeah, a lot of my opinions are going to come out, which is fine, I hope. <laughs> um, yeah, so... I decided to make videos for myself, so I did, and my dad saw it, and he thought it was great. He thought, it's awesome that I'm utilizing music and multimedia together, but he was thinking, wouldn't it be cooler if you made your own music, right, and make, put, like, make music videos of that over itself? And I was thinking, yeah, but do I have the resources? And he said, what do you got? I said, I have GarageBand. I have his, uh, his mic. Um, I have a bit of music theory knowledge, I guess, from music classes and keyboard classes and just like extra time on my own. He said, hey, you know, utilize that, use that. Uh, so what I did is I made a cover of Uno by Rex Orange County. I don't know if it's on my SoundCloud. Let me check real quick. Um, it, was, it was not the best... Of course, because I was still learning, but at the time, it was, for me, it was really good. And for everyone else, it was really good. My music teachers found it really good, even though it's a little bit uh, different to the original Uno track by Rex Orange County. And for some reason, I, instead of making music videos, I decided to just work on music on its own. So I decided to make more stuff. There we go. Uh, Uno, low budget cover. It's privatized now. I might, I might bring it back. Uh, with with loving is easy, but yeah, I was really proud of myself. So I, was, I thought, hey, you know what? I should do more covers. So I eventually did um, two cover EPs of that, and uh, yeah, and I realized that I was doing way too many covers. So I thought, hey, um. Why not I just start making my own stuff? So around it, I, I tried to do many things. I tried to come up with good ideas for a song. I tried to write my own stuff for many months on and on. But the thing is, I couldn't come up with a single idea. And that just became a huge problem for me. So there was this time where I was just like really blank with music. So all I did was just covers and upon covers, upon covers, upon covers, upon covers. But um, my music teacher helped me write one of my songs it's wonderful and that that became a success a lot of people really like that song um all thanks to my friend richard kudos to him and miss Fowl, who's gonna be on the sub collaborate and listen so that's awesome um yeah and i thought hey you know i should i don't know i don't know if i if it's wonderful came first before central station but it was around the time but uh yeah um, and with similar, I, I ended up performing that one live around August. Yeah, it was around August. Um, 
Yeah, so I definitely did write It's Wonderful Before Central Station. But uh, I was working on uh, It's Wonderful for the whole year and Central Station within one week. So the, you could see, see the difference there. So that's, that's a little bit of background prior to making this album. So you, you know a little bit more about my musical history. Um, my, my, my grandmother was in the choir. My mom played ukulele. My dad released his own uh, EP, I think it was, like many, many years ago, eons ago, man, like around the 90s. Anyway, that's, um, yeah, good 10 minutes about me. <laughs> but uh, I created Central Station around July, July, yeah, and then I released it on July 26th, um, which, was a, which was a good day. It was on a Thursday, and I was, I think I was sick, but I still, I still put it up anyway, because why not? Um, yeah, Central Station, I'll talk about that a little later, but uh, I... I wrote it in a hotel room, not a hotel room, in a hotel lobby, which was good. And after writing it, I was like, hey, I'm coming up with sudden good ideas for something. And then I just, I made another song. Um, It was Hold My Hand. And that was just way too good to be an existing thing. So I, I kept that and I decided to actually do something. So, um... I found these old pictures in my dad's little digital gallery, and there were all these different album covers that I I kind of like visualize. I'm like, hey, I should do this, but I used I used none of them. But luckily, they brought me the, a good idea that I should actually do something. So, um, yeah, I ended up. Um, bring yeah the the idea of the album just kind of stuck with me for so so long but i just started working on it in september um because september october was the time when i went to perth to see family and the first song in the album was actually written on the plane and i with all these songs i was coming up within those eight i think it was five to eight hours of flying I thought, hey, maybe I should just go on and just make an entire album, you know? Uh, before the flight, I was already writing little compositions and chords and progressions. I started writing it down. So I, I decided maybe I should just, I should just, you know, actually save them and compile them and actually make music and an entire album out of it. Um, yeah, so while I was at Perth, I, I wrote um, tracks one... Uh, two and three, uh, and I also did ten. So I did four out of five, uh, four out of ten tracks at Perth. So it was already a lot. And then I, uh, upon going back, I, um, I went back to school, and I decided instead of an EP, an original EP, I should make this a full-on album. So I decided to use the entirety of my music classes to just write and write and just compose and everything. And, um, yeah, I, I ended up writing Elevations in class, uh, Dancer's Paradise also in a, in class. I did Neighborhood in that class too, and 328 with my friend who you know as Breeties in the room. So like we were, we sat at the piano together and just decided what chord progression we should do. 
So there we go. That's uh, most of it was done in Perth, and then a lot of it was done in in my music class. Uh, where yeah, my best friend at the time was one of the driving reasons why I thought it would be a good idea to make an album because she was like, um, you know, like when she heard the tracks that I was working on, she just she thought it was great, you know. And she just told me that I should just full on. So there were so many factors to making this album. From her telling me that it's a good idea, to me realizing that I was making a lot of songs in a in a small amount of time. Um, yeah, it, I was just uh, yeah. So that's yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm a little bit lost for words because you know I, I a lot has happened to make this album and yeah I really went a long way um I got my friend Fadi who is DI3 on SoundCloud you can check out his stuff to help me out on a track Words Never Come Easy and he let me use one of his sample songs like a not songs to sample what am I saying um one of his songs that he already made and he gave it to me as a backing track for an original concept album that we were going to make called Ringwave Beach and there were five um tracks in there but we ended up not really pursuing in it because at the time I was a little lost for words I didn't know what what to write at the time and at that moment I in that certain bracket of days and months I was really not at my best I was putting up with a breakup at the time and I had nothing uh, but I did use some of it on Ringwave Beach, the track that I put up. So I guess it's a little bit of Ringwave Beach that you got. Words Never Come Easy was also supposed to be on that album, but I I wrote the chorus, but I didn't write any verses. So it was just me going, who knew to take this song as a demo. And, um, yeah, I, I asked Fadi if he, if I, if he could like, um, mix it for me. And then he eventually asked me if he can master the entire album. I said, are you, are you sure with that? Are you cool with like all this stuff? And he said, yeah, of course. I'm learning how to become a, a good mastering engineer, producer, and stuff like that. I really need that knowledge. I need practice. And he's really good. He, he did really great. And he mastered all of my tracks. And they sound amazing. Um, so yeah, Breeze and I recorded around the term four of school and then Lucas came over the following week uh Josh was supposed to record but we couldn't find the time to so it was just me but he did help a lot and those are my features for the album they really helped a lot and yeah that that's uh what that's what kind of happened to create the album I guess that's how that's all I can say for now um about that certain part of what I'm going to talk about with this album um if I'm gonna if I come up with anything I'll bring it up later but yeah, now I'm going to talk about what this album is in terms of like meanings and stuff like that. Um, at the time when I was writing the album, I was in a really good place. Uh, me and my best friend were really happy with each other because we've been friends since uh, 2017 and... At that time, we kind of thought about how important our friendship was and how much we really meant to each other. And at that time, I was just really grateful to have such an amazing friend who's been with me for like just, you know, 
for that long, even though I've really stepped over the edge sometimes. And a lot of this album was dedicated to her because, uh, yeah, she she just really, uh, she's been a big influence to my teenagehood. And I really was happy at that time. But not only that, but we actually used to be together for a bit, but then we split up. And then, yeah, we, we just we just continued being friends. But uh, yeah, uh, track two and track three. Yeah, I decided to show my uh, appreciation through those two songs. And then eventually I started getting these other ideas about other things I'm grateful for, like um, being going back to my neighborhood, my old neighborhood. Um, what else is there? Performing on stage, pretty much. That's like, that's some really good stuff. But uh, um, that also gave me the idea that some things need negative sometimes. So I, you know, talk about really negative stuff. Not negative stuff, but like things that I find trouble with. For example, um, the fact that a lot of things are going on in the world right now, but we kind of ignore it. That's what Dancer's Paradise is about. So it's kind of like, this is America, kind of, in a way. And there's also Words Never Come Easy, which is a song about struggling, actually struggling in songwriting, which it was the easiest song to write, which was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, so in a nutshell, Currently Elsewhere is a song, like in, just a look at myself and what I'm grateful for. So it's kind of like uh, Rex Orange County's Pony too. So the influences is Rex Orange County's Pony in terms of the themes. Um, there's a lot of different influences in each track, uh, but there's a lot of Childish Gambino in tracks five and six, and then the rest are like Rex Orange County-ish, Todd Rundgren, uh, there's a little bit of Jacob Collier and Doty, I guess, and uh, for the intro and the outro, it's like flight facilities kind of stuff, you know, they, they make really good stuff. So it was all really the my favorite um stuff in there um yeah so there is that um so basically yeah introspection and happiness and things i was grateful for at the time and things that i want to talk about and rant about i guess uh yeah but the thing is currently elsewhere had to change its meaning um, it's it's still relatively the same, but two of the tracks, uh, Hold My Hand and You're Pretty Cool Annie, had to change because I stopped being best friends with this person. She uh, cut me out after uh, something that happened, and now I had to change the meanings of the song. But now it's just merely a concept, so I guess it's also another thing. Like um, For Hold My Hand, it's pretty much uh, being grateful for my friends who've pretty much held my hand and helped me get across the hard roads, and then your pretty cool Annie is just a, just gonna be a cliche love song now, <laughs> but, um, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of discussion of, um, these tracks, there, there's a lot of meaning behind it, a lot of story too, and, uh, really good narratives that I brought to the table, because I really, really wanted to tell a story, and to think, you know what, I was actually, writing a movie script at the time I was starting this album and this I guess this album was going to be that script not the soundtrack necessarily but the same story uh it was about like this like couple who 
I guess like we're happy together, but then the, um some I don't know I I don't really remember, but it was it was gonna have a similar premise, but currently elsewhere really went in a different direction and uh told just uh just a narrative about myself, pretty much based on my experiences and yeah things like that. So I guess that's all I have to say about currently elsewhere right now. Obviously, there's still a lot to talk about, but this is as much as I can say about currently elsewhere and about myself. And I, yeah, I have a lot more to talk about. Uh, Commissaire is going to be quite short. I guess it'll be around 10 minutes because it's a short track, but um, I guess I'll just be rambling on. I, I can't wait to uh, start this podcast. So yeah, I guess that's pretty much all I have to say about currently elsewhere as it stands right now. Um, yeah, TLDR. I used to like Motown, but now I like all types of music as long as it's not K-pop and doesn't give me a headache. Um, I made a, uh, a an album on a flight and in class, and I have a lot of friends who made it with me. And it's a song, it's an, it's an album about things I was grateful for at the time of writing it and a look at myself um, at the time I was writing it. So I guess that's pretty much all that I could say right now. But yeah, there's going to be a lot of, not secrets, but um, details about the songs revealed within the songwriting and the producing and all of these things. Uh, and yeah, some of them are going to be literally, some of them will be metaphors. It's going to be fun. It's going to be really interesting and it might um, tell a pretty good story, and it might make me look at myself in a weird way after, but yeah, um, I can't wait to bring more to the table, I said that a lot, um, about currently elsewhere in this podcast, and, uh, yeah, I'm gonna bring this out, uh, um, yeah, cool, this is gonna be a lot of fun, it's all for me for now, uh, thank you for listening. If you've listened to the whole thing, uh, you get a hug from me, a g- digital hug. Yeah, bring it in. <laughs> uh, yeah, I will see you around, like, I don't know when I'm going to put this up. I'll just say around two to three weeks uh, by the looks of it. Um, yeah. All right. Next episode is going to be a look at Commissaire. I don't know how to pronounce that properly, but it's I'll just call it com- Commencer. <laughs> Uh, and it'll be talking about, uh, the stories that I had on the plane and what I was thinking about the time of writing the, of writing and recording this and a little details about where I got it from and how I made the song. So look out for that. Thank you for listening to the Currently Elsewhere podcast episode zero, and I will see you in the next episode. See you later. Don't have full control of my mind 100% will be reached in time